Welcome to Her Story, Conversations with International Women. My name is Ali Stewart. I'm an American expat living abroad in Luxembourg, City Luxembourg, with my husband and three kids. I'm an extrovert who loves to make friends. My weekly conversations will have you meet one of my friends, a woman from around the world, and learn her story. Everything from culture and travel, to hardship and achievement, to family and most likely food. We will create a kinship and amity as we honor our differences and celebrate our similarities. Let's hear her story. Welcome to season one, episode three of Her Story, Conversations with International Women. I'm your host, Ali Stewart, and today we're conversing with one of the, seriously, the fiercest women I have ever met. Her name is Venicia Talene, and you'll find out her unique origin story. Hint, it involves three very different places. Her career in the Air Force, why she's living in Luxembourg, her passions, and so much more. Here we go. Okay. Venicia Talene, welcome. Thank you. We're so happy to have you. Um, I would like to first ask you, what is your origin story? Okay. Um, so I am born in Cote d'Ivoire, which is in West Africa. Um, and uh, when I was six years old, my family moved to the United States. Um, and the reason we came to the United States because of political turmoil in, oh, um, wow. in uh, Cote d'Ivoire. So I just remember one day... We were there, and the next day we were it. So yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and you moved to New York, New York City. Okay, yeah, New York City, and we I lived there for about six years, and then after that we moved to like the middle of nowhere, Topeka, Kansas. I don't tell <laughs> many people this; it's quite embarrassing. No, nothing wrong with Topeka, but you know, yeah, it was a lot different. Yeah. So we came from like Brooklyn, New York, which is like urban as urban can be, right. to like farm land which was very different mm-hmm. and then we, were there, we lived there for about two years and then my family was like this isn't working out for us this country life and so we moved to the next closest city which is kansas city biggest city so yeah uh, that's yeah. awesome yeah so that is wonderful yeah and so you come so where do you say you're from oh my gosh that's i, I don't know i always yeah. like because i've lived a little bit of everywhere um for us, home is Kansas City because that's like where I went to high school yeah. and like uh, my husband's family is from there. But I don't know. I just, I'm a child of the world. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> like I'm from everywhere. Totally. So, yeah. That's so, great. Mm-hmm. I'm actually the same. I grew up like moving Ooh, everywhere. a couple years. And so I'm like, my home is where my family is. Right. Exactly. And exactly. We're here, so, yeah, yeah. This is home. Right. Oh, for right, sure. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. What are some of the events in your life that made you who you are? Okay, so I'd say coming to America. <laughs> That's like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but coming to America, definitely. Um, I remember. It's not like I was so young. I don't remember. I remember everything. Mm-hmm. Um, moving. Um, I, maybe marrying my husband. I mean, because it's. I mean, even though I was here in America, at home I'm an African girl. So there's African cultures and norms that you have to follow. And when you, once you leave the house, then it's different. But meeting my husband, who's American, I think introduced a lot of new things to me that I didn't really know, even though I lived in America. Mm-hmm. Um, joining the military, joining the Air Force was huge part of like, my growth. Yeah. Being a mom, getting married, 
you know? Yeah. Those are the, maybe the biggest things in my life that, like, you know. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So is it okay if we talk a little bit about each one? Yeah, sure. So I'd love to know, like, um, are a lot of the memories moving to the, the States are really emotional memories? Or are they more like, do you have a lot of visual memories? I have like, a lot of visual memories. Yeah. I don't have emotional... Okay, so let go back a little bit. So my dad... Um, left a month prior to us leaving Cote d'Ivoire. And um, no one told me until the day of that we were leaving uh, Cote d'Ivoire. So I just remember like mom being like, and the reason is you don't want to tell anyone because maybe someone will try to stop you from leaving. So I just remember my mom telling me like, hey, we're leaving and and me not really understanding, but I left my brothers and my sisters there. So because at the time I was the youngest and she didn't want to leave me there. And they're like six and eight years older than me. So... You know, it was easier to leave them. Um, so, yeah, like, moving to New York City, I mean, the memories I have is being a kid in a new school. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yes. And learning a new language. And so we spoke only French at home. Right. And I learned English in the States. And I remember taking, like, ESL and, like, watching the horrible shows like The Simpsons. I mean, we didn't know, you know, like... Um, yeah, so just practice. Like, yeah, practice. To learn, you know, right. yeah. And then my fa- it takes it's easier for children to learn the language, and it's faster than pa- my parents. So I remember like translating for my parents, like yeah. whenever we would go to the grocery store, and yeah. um, you know, just stuff like that. And kids being mean because I look different than them, you know, like an African girl usually cuts her hair really short into like a like a bald haircut, and in America that's not very common. So, like, people would make fun of me and stuff. Like, that's the things that I remember. Like, being a new kid in a new school, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And that's hard because they, I mean... Like, you're like, nothing's wrong. Like, that's, right. what's wrong with me, you know? Right. But, um, yeah. So, I think that's, like, the memories I have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, then, memories... Of, do you have any memories of moving to Kansas? Yeah. So, at that point, you know, six years later, I'm now... To me, I'm... Like a New Yorker. Yeah, yeah I'm New like, Yorker. I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. Like, you yeah. know, I have an identity as a, you know, from New York, you know, and move into this town. And let's be honest, I was the only black person in my school. And that was shocking because in Brooklyn, I mean, I'd have to say it's actually quite diverse. Um, all types of people. And um, my hair wearing braids. And, you don't, you know, people would like touch my hair and be like, oh my gosh. Like, they, I mean, really, they've never really seen anyone like me. And, my clothes were different, you know. I wasn't wearing Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister. I was just, you know, I mean, it's true. Yeah, yes. I was wearing, like... I remember. Yes. <laughs> like, funky clothes, you know, which is cool in New York. But in Topeka, Kansas, you stand out like the sore thumb, you know. So that was very different. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't a bad experience. It was just a different experience. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then with Jake's family. Yes. So, um... Jake, uh, we met at church. Yeah. And um, I actually knew of his family. His brother was like in our ward, like our building. And um, Jake spoke French because he served a mission in Paris, well, Paris and Normandy. And um, so we just kind of got to know each other through like our family. Got to get to know each other. We got married pretty quickly, like right before, um, no, like right after basic training. So he went to basic training and we got married. And then it just kind of moved really fast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, his family, I mean, they're, he has a big family. They're, like, Midwest people, you know. they got farms and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're really urban. So it's just kind of, you know, they're different. They're different, but they're, like, a really good family. They really love each other. And they're, like, really close-knit. So, yeah. 
That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if it's okay, do you mind talking about um, the Air Force? Yeah, and... yeah. Okay, so before I joined the Air Force, Jake was in the Army. Okay, so I was an Army wife. And um, I just always, like, you know, of course, I always, like, supported my husband, like, everything he wanted to do. But I'm like, sometimes you have to put, as a, as a spouse of someone in the military, you have to put your needs and, like, your desires kind of second to, um, and that's my opinion, to the mission. Right. And I knew that marrying him. And so it wasn't really, I mean, yeah, it, got, it was very difficult at times, mm-hmm. um, most of the time. <laughs> But it just was, that's just how it was. So I was like, Jake, you know, um, I actually joined after I had Antone. Yeah. So that was probably the hardest part of the whole thing was leaving him to go to training. And um, so I was like, it's my time. It's my turn. You did your thing. Like, I need to do this before it's too late. And um, he was like, no matter what you do. Don't join the army. I was like, why? He's like, you like air conditioning. I'm like, yes, I love air conditioning. I need air conditioning. He's like, okay, the army doesn't have air conditioning. The Air Force does. And I was like, bet. Okay, I will join the Air Force. So sure enough, I I joined the Air Force. And he is 100% right. We always have air conditioning. Yes. I was like, yay, go Air Force. Um, (laughs) Represent. That's where it's at. Um, That's so awesome. Yeah, so I joined and I left Antone that was really hard I had to just put his picture away and not look at it and disassociate myself as a mother and just be like I'm an airman and just kind of focus on getting through that and I did it for him I just really wanted him to um and my idea at the time was I needed something big and meaningful and didn't really understand at the time that like being a mother is probably the is for me the most important thing I could have ever done and the biggest accomplishment that I've ever done and will ever do is be a mom, you know? And, um, but I was like, I need them to be like, my mom's cool. My mom's strong. (laughs) Like, look at my mom. So I was like, I want to do this. And that was my motivation. And I wanted something that I was proud of and like, no one could ever take away. And that's being in the military. Like that for me is like, I did it, you know? And it was hard. It was hard. There's a lot of challenges. Um, and this is maybe people experience, you know, was a little different than mine. But mine was, um, it was great at times, where at times being a woman in the military is very um, tough. And before that, I have to say, I used to think like, well, you knew you were joining the military. So like, you know, it's a man's world. Like, what did you expect? You know, and people always say that. But I'm like, once you're in and you're living the life of being a woman in the military, like, let's say the only girl around 50 to 60 men, it gets very difficult to, like, pretty much you have to fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, the movie is like, I've been fighting my whole life. No, seriously, like, you kind of have to, like, fight to maintain respect, you yeah. know? So that was really hard um, with lines being crossed and, like, and sometimes you can't say anything about it because you're lower ranking and this person is higher ranking. And if you say something back, you'll get in trouble, even though you might be 100% right. And, um, and they're completely crossing the line. You, don't, you really can't say much. But I also learned something that I didn't know, I didn't have before, and that's discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I had really strict parents, but I'm, I was a bit of a rebellious child. <laughs> like, like, so, like quietly rebellious. Like I wouldn't do anything, but in my mind, I'm, think, I'm doing a lot, you know? And, but I, so I really didn't have discipline. I didn't have like, um, 
self-esteem. I don't think I had like actual self-esteem. I think I was living on survival mode. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so a lot of things that I didn't have before I learned because of the military. So yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful. You know, it's like good and then there's a the bad, just like anything. So yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. And um, in the Air Force, what was your job? I was AFE, which is Aircrew Air Flight Equipment. Woo! Okay, so we, so the pilots. So I worked with B-2 pilots um, and B-2 planes. And uh, the Air Force is not usually based on, like, your job. It's based around the plane. So, um, like, and you're just supporting the mission. So, like, pilots are, like, top-notch. And then, <laughs> and they know it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then we're all, all there to help them. Right. Okay. So my job was I fitted the pilots for flights. Um, and I packed their parach- packed and inspected their parachute, their oxygen masks, their helmets, um, survival kits. So anything pretty much to, uh, like, mission to fly, I did. So before they would go on their plane, I'd build, they'd come into the shop and I'd have to uh, suit them up in their G-suits and everything. Um, and then always just made sure their helmets and their ox- oxygen masks were working. And yeah. if they ever had to um, jump out of planes, um, I hopefully the parachute works. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my job too. You, you kept them alive. Yeah, yeah, to keep them alive. Like so, all the equipment, you're like, yeah. you're good to go. You're good to go, exactly. So that was my job. Nice. Yeah. I love it. You are so fierce. Thank you. But really, you're also a fierce mother. I, I, I think I am. Like, are. My friends think I'm a hoverer. I'm like, no, I'm not a hoverer. I might be, <laughs> but it's okay. I know that he'll eventually grow up and fly at the coop, but right now, he's in the coop, and I'm the number one hen. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay, so what's, like, why are you here in Luxembourg? So, um, after the military, well, not mine, well, my husband's career, um, he got his degree and he applied for this awesome job as the caretaker and guardian of the um, Luxembourg American Cemetery. So they, um, and it, it's home to uh, people that, well, I guess, sol- I wouldn't say just soldiers, but we'll say soldiers for a general term. Soldiers that died in uh, World War II. Yeah. So he's the assistant superintendent there and he just makes sure that the grounds are kept clean and it's a peaceful place and that they're um, that everything just kind of flows to make sure that the memorial site stays a memorial site and it's just gorgeous and beautiful with these guys. So That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And so uh, you moved here a couple... In October. October. So like um, yeah, eight months ago. Months yeah, about yeah. eight months ago. Yeah. So Okay. And um, what are your initial thoughts of Luxembourg? Um, one, it was freezing because we, <laughs> we had just left Florida, like Fort Wallen Beach. So it was very warm. We were at the beach one day, the next day we were in coats. So, um, so it was, that was my initial thought. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna make it through this winter. Um, second was it's gorgeous. I feel like Luxembourg is beautiful. Um, my third was why is no one smiling at me? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, I would smile and be like, hello, anyone say hi, anyone, hello, and they just look at you like you're a crazy person, and then so I started, I tried to like, I just kept doing it, because I don't care, and um, people will, I mean, they will smile, just not as much as they normally smile, and aren't very friendly, I mean, let's be honest, they're not very friendly, but I think it's just that, you know, in America, we have this fake niceness, I mean, let's be, I mean, I think so. We're like, like, so spot on. Yeah, we're like, we'll be nice, but we don't really know you, but we'll still smile, but we don't really want to know you, <laughs> you know? But we'll be nice. Um, and then 
But I think that Luxembourgans or let's say Europeans, there's more Europeans here than I feel like I've met right. from Luxembourg. Um, they're like, we don't know about you. But when once they know you, once they get to know you, they are the warmest people and they let you completely in. That's so, so true. That was my initial, um, yeah, thought about it. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, so passions in order. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, please. I so I have to, this is very important because we talk about this all the time. Okay, okay. good. <laughs> okay, in order, uh, besides my family and That's God, right. um, it's fitness, homes, like, Purchasing homes. I don't know. I have a problem. No, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. My husband has the same problem. Okay, we have a problem. Like, I feel like I could always flip a home. So, yes. I love that. And then antiquing, decorating, and that's about it. And fashion. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. So, those are my, like, passions. I'm like, oh, man, I'm living a good life. Like, yeah. this is, <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah. So, those are my... But fitness. Um, so... Uh, I actually got like my certification in 2012, I believe. But then I joined the Air Force. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just been doing it part-time. And then um, in the States, uh, training part-time. I did fitness competitions and stuff like that. Um, so here, now that I'm really like being here, you know, you don't, I don't have a career here. So like fitness is my life. So I just kind of started putting more attention into finding clients and training like other people besides myself and like you know a client here and there like I just wanted to do it focus and and it's been going great like speaking the language helps you know like um English and then French like that really does help here in Luxembourg um yeah I don't know if I'll do a competition because it's quite stressful very stressful um but I just really love transforming it's not just the like exterior for me it's like like your soul that's for me fitness like being healthy inside and being like feeling good about yourself and being healthy on the exterior too so for me like whenever I have a client I want to I want to have clients are are ready to put in the work and not just be like oh I want to look cute I want to work I want to be a size two or whatever you know I want them to be like I need a total transformation from like in from inward to outward like yeah. that's what we focus on is like not just looking a certain way but like transforming what you, how you feel about yourself you know yeah. i'm not a skinny girl i mean i'm i'm curvy and i'm thick you're beautiful and, yeah. thank you and i'm and like i'm fine you know i'm you know i'm fine with that and so yeah yeah, yeah you're confident yeah i feel confident and i want others to feel confident too you yeah. know and so whatever that means whatever you have to do to get there like then i strongly believe I love that. So, yeah. so if people are in Luxembourg uh-huh. and they are looking for a trainer like you, yes. how can they contact you? Well, I have um, an Instagram. I love Instagram. And I have tons of pictures of like my clients and of myself and like the workout plans that I do. Don't laugh. But um, Instagram name is muscle, M-U-S-C-L-E underscore mama, M-A-M-A underscore V. So that's how you can get a hold of me. Or awesome. my name on Facebook. Venicia Talim. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Okay, when do you feel truly alive? That was a, that's a really hard question. When do I feel truly alive? Oh. oh, I think maybe when I'm, like, dancing. I don't know. Is that weird? No, that's awesome. Yeah, when I'm dancing, like, I just feel, like, just like awesome I don't know yes. do you know what I mean like fears like yes. that's what I feel yes. yeah like I that's what I love that yeah like you that's just let it go yeah I'm like yes 
right. So like that's when, yeah, let it go. I let everything go. Nothing else matters. Um, so just I think when I'm dancing. Love. No, I mean, what's the self-realization um, you've had? Really, what people think about you really doesn't matter. Like honestly, like people, like people would say that, and they're like, "Uh huh, sure, you care what people think about you." You know, like yeah, yeah I think pe- most people do. But then you have to realize, like, you can be like, "Oh my gosh, what is my family gonna think?" or whatever. But then you have to be like, "Get a hold of yourself," <laughs> you know, almost smack yourself in the face and just be like, "No, do what you believe is best." Do what is right. And if someone doesn't accept you as who you are, that's not your fault. That's their fault. That's on them. And it's okay. If someone doesn't like you, then it's fine. And if you don't like someone, it's fine. It's fine. So I think that for me has been like finding out what truly matters and focusing on that. Yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. Venicia, you are just amazing. <laughs> I just, I look up to you so much. Awesome. I think you are a fierce woman. And I appreciate so much that yeah. you got to um, be on the interview today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I think it's cool that you're doing this, you know? Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't she awesome? Thanks for joining Venicia and me. I will put um, Venicia's Instagram account in the show notes for anyone who's interested and local. Um, So yeah, let's continue opening our hearts and cultivating kinship with those from other countries and circumstances. If you liked this podcast, please leave a review and share it with someone who might be interested. And remember, her story is important and so is yours. Au revoir.